Hello, and welcome to Christique, episode 30. Wow, that's, uh, well, that's something. I've got good news on the way in here. Weighed myself this morning, 228.8, 26% body fat, 38.2% muscle mass. And it was already down last week. I was at 230 even. And I would have been happy just to maintain that. Because as you know, some of the previous weeks have been not so great in maintaining. And I think what's important is I feel or I felt like I did a bunch of bad things and a bunch of backsliding as far as you know maybe I had a cookie and a couple of beers and I started taking lunch at work kind of regularly which there's nothing wrong with that but what is wrong is I get some like coffee uh, like you know maybe a Starbucks triple energy just a little something. And I know I should just drink my water. I don't necessarily need energy because as dead as I feel on my feet, <laughs> you know, caffeine probably only helps if you don't abuse it. Drinking a homemade latte. Barney, don't ruin this for me. Sorry, he's, uh, he's protecting the apartment. Anyway. So I think what's happening is I'm properly shifting my acceptability. Like if someone goes to the buffet seven days a week and then they only go six days, that's good. And then when you get a little more realistic, you just don't go to the buffet. And, <clears throat> or, you know, once in a blue moon, maybe. So I'm feeling pretty good. My pants are becoming a problem. But I still don't fit into some skinnier pants. I definitely, I don't know, my body's being weird. Like, like right between my, my fat gut and my man boobs is where I'm getting skinny. It's not like a spare tire, but I'm getting like a... It doesn't look good. It looks better, I guess. I'm feeling a little better. I'm working out a little more, but it's my shoulders jacked up, and it's quarantine. So what am I gonna do? I guess I could jog. Need to get in some habits. But yeah, that's good. The long-term memory, getting. I forget what I called it last week. I think I called it like, yeah, long. Slow talk. I, 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 maybe I was um, under the influence last week. I don't remember. The point is, getting that into your long-term memory is important. So that when temptation rears its head, like, okay, when I had that cookie, I really thought about it. I thought about the taste, which was, you know, this is not my favorite kind of cookie. Call me basic, but I love chocolate chip. Cookie or chocolate, chocolate chunk, whatever it is. 
I had a sugar cookie because I was just sitting there and it was looking oh so delicious. But I really thought, I was like, okay, this is having a cookie. And it's so separate from my impulse to want to grab that cookie, if that makes sense. Like, the mouthfeel is one thing, but, like, the addiction is just its own thing, and it doesn't really have anything to do with that sugary reward I was thinking. <laughs> Another thing, sedentary, uh, even though I'm making this progress, <laughs> I had some uh, real long stretches of playing video games on my big long weekend, which, <clears throat> I don't know, I just listened to a thing that said that this guy was saying, I think it was a podcast, it was Jim Quick had some guest on, that's pretty good if you're into like brain improvements, I think his name's Jim Quick, yeah, anyway, the, the mind has like these 90 minute cycles, and I was like, oh, that makes sense, because movies, for some reason, people want them to be, you know, an hour and a half, you know, 90 minutes. I, I wonder if there's some connection there, but anyway, that's probably when I should take a break from video games, and I do have my Xbox set to remind me, and it just so happens, I believe it tells me right at an hour and a half, so that's convenient. <laughs> but there's like an emptiness, I don't, you know, I don't have an exercise bike, I guess I could prioritize room to have my normal bike and um, get that up here. But I was never, I don't know, maybe it's I'm unaligned physically. I'm not super into biking. It's something about, like, <clears throat> it seems really uncomfortable, just right, just ramming me in the prostate. <laughs> maybe I need a gel seat. And uh, it would definitely help my legs, I guess. I need to do yoga first. But I could probably go for more walks at the very least. Jump. Maybe I should get a jump rope. I used to have one, but I lost in the move up here. So, um, let me see my muscle mass. So, 38.2, 38.1, 37.5, 38.2, 38.1, 38.2, 38.1, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.2, 38.
it might as well have been a salad bowl because it was just you know what I think I should start well first of all not having seconds on something that's essentially dessert I'm like conning myself I think I might have to start doing it like a dog like like how we feed the dog just here's your cereal it's a what three-fourths a cup I think is what it's supposed to be I'm probably doing two two and a half cups I don't know these bowls are huge <clears throat> anyway I was thinking about this I don't feel like I'm saying here what I'm getting at I guess is I don't feel like I'm putting more effort but I am losing more weight the effort feels like I'm not trying to make these big strides but I'm keeping with my little restrictions and I think it's almost like breaking inertia it's like maybe is there a sumo analogy here would that be fun if I was facing a sumo and I was a sumo probably that initial push feels impossible or feels like they'll push you out and then nothing's happening nothing's happening you have to keep pushing eventually I guess in this metaphor I'm both sumo people my good habits and my bad habits Barney no Barney don't ruin this okay well Barney's barking I guess that pretty much wraps up stop it that wraps up the weigh-in it's slight progress I'm still a chunky monkey I mean I don't even want to know what my BMI is I mean, you could do it I'm 6'1 228 pounds I don't know if they calculate 38.2% muscle I don't know how they calculate I don't think it's part of it but <clears throat> let's just say there's a lot of shirts I no longer fit into still but I want to keep this up so let's see what has it been two pounds the last so let's see episode 28 I was 233 then episode 29 I was 230 so that's about three pounds and then 28 so yeah I want to see I'm 28 or 228.8 Next week, my goal is a solid 220. Now, I'm not going to cry into a bowl of ice cream if I don't hit that. Or if I'm even if I'm even back to 230. I think it's important to keep positive. Don't beat yourself up for the little minor. Like, oh no, I broke my diet and had a donut. Well, don't spiral out of control and eat ten more donuts. Just, and this is like me telling you, telling myself. Just like, yeah, that's why weight loss can be hard for some people. Because you have setbacks. You have cheat days, you have fat days. And, and there's another thing, you gotta live life a little bit. I, I could drink nothing but water but that doesn't sound too good so I'm gonna stay on track and yeah okay so hopefully next time I'll be 220 that's the goal all right that concludes the intro all right I might do a section a segment called news to use 
Well, that sounds pretty cringy and dumb. I probably won't do that. But <laughs> I bought him. I don't know. Okay, so I finally went down to downtown Portland. I haven't been to downtown Portland since, like, I want to say January. But I didn't like travel on foot, so it's a little different. So I used to drive a truck down there, but my route got changed, thankfully, because it was a nightmare for me. I'm not too keen on driving a truck into downtown. So I was down there. I was sent down there because people keep quitting my work. So I'm going down there. And, you know, I hear a lot of stuff on the news about how bad it gets. But what's kind of nice, from a, driving a truck in downtown Portland, Portland, Oregon, obviously, or, by the way, in Port, whichever, it's the second Portland, I think, Portland, Maine came first. Anyway, it's the one on the news. So I live on the east side, and all the craziness is happening on the west side, like right after the river. That's what divides east and west. It's convenient for me. To not have to like worry about what do they call it riots protest non-peaceful protest and i guess i heard on the news that last night was it last night yeah last night like the proud boys were gonna roll into town and they're like a i think it's like the alt-right meets the alt-left i don't know and i haven't checked the news but anyway i was there last Thursday, and I think last Wednesday night, someone tried to firebomb, I believe, a government building, the police station, I think someone threw a Molotov, is what I heard, that's, you know, it's like every other day, you hear something like that, and it's still a downtown, it's still a city, I mean, there's tall buildings, bunch of cars, bunch of traffic still, but it is a relative ghost town to what it used to be, and all the traffic that used to be there. And I'm wondering, like, how much of this is lockdown? Probably a lot. Probably most. Because we're still in... Are we still locked down? I don't know. I think we're still in some form of lockdown. And how much of it is people just afraid about how crazy it's getting down there, and, like, have businesses pulled out? It made my drive much easier. But then I drive by and I see this little camp and it's like Black Lives Matter and it's like a little, uh, one of those pop-up, not a gazebo, but it's like one of those bigger roof tents that's, whatever you call that, exhibit tent, something like that, full of just barbecue stuff. There were some weird looking characters uh, near the police station and I thought I saw a cop because I deliver into the police, uh, the basement of the police station. Um, cause I think they have like the jail and the prisoners need milk, bunch of milk. It's almost like delivering to a school. Well, actually it's a lot less milk than it used to be, which is, uh, understandable, I guess. Maybe there's less people in jail. I think it was only 800 minis. 800 half pints? Yeah, and then I think I saw a cop with, like, a rifle. <clears throat> so I don't know if it was that weird or if it's just my, like, mental paranoia. 
from my experience, it was daytime, or like super early. So, there was no protest going on at like six in the morning, I think is when I got out of town, probably. But a lot of businesses have like their outer windows boarded up and like a sign that says, we're open, come on in, but don't break our windows. Strange times, for sure. It doesn't seem like a war zone, though, so. Portland, West Side. I don't go to West Side no more. I used to just, I don't know, take the bus down there. There was Voodoo Donuts, the places always had a line. And what's neat, it's not just on the west side, but <clears throat> I think because of quarantine mostly, some some streets are like local access only, and they put up like little uh, little cones or the bigger cones. And that's an interesting thought. Take back the roads. I don't. Okay, I guess I don't have anything else to add, but it was a little eerie in my own mind. So yeah, current situation, still having support the riots, I guess, or should I say, no, protests, and still locked down, and that'll do it for news to use. Alright. Living in video, I almost forgot, okay, by the way, I need to add uh, somewhere to for people to have comments, so... My last episode had four whole plays, and I think one of them was me accidentally playing the episode. <laughs> so for those three people who probably also accidentally listened to the episode, maybe maybe you're really just here for the weigh-in. But that's okay. Because I finished Umbrella Academy Season 2, and I thought it was pretty alright. <laughs> Okay, that's not much of a critique. Um, my inclination is to want to compare the seasons. Um, well, there's nothing quite like the opening season where you're introduced to all the characters. There's something about that. And I think that's why they reboot superhero movies, because I think people really like the introduction. Almost... Uh, as much as the rest of it. It's like that quote from one of those Spider-Man reboots. And the lady's talking about, some people say there's like 28, only 28 different types of stories. And she's like, well, I think there's only one type of story. Who are you? And I was like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. People like to see, oh, who is this person? Oh, they're Spider-Man. They're this kind of Spider-Man. Or they're Spider-Pig. So, of course, you can't have that necessarily twice, although they almost did in this with, um, the characters, okay, um, let me do an unspoiler, spoilers, whatever, unspoiler, I'd say, pretty solid second season, and it has a few lulls for me, 
but I think the ends justify the means. I think there's some great uh, hanging out with the characters. And I think it really made me um, interested to see the next season. Okay. And the rest of this is gonna maybe be spoilers? Yeah. Let's say it is. I don't know how much I really have to talk more. Um, I like... Okay, so... Diego meets this girl. Okay, right, right. So the first season ends. They find out how the world's gonna end, right? Because that was a big mystery. It turns out it was Vanya, played by Ellen Page. And I don't know if I can say this without sounding like a total piece of garbage, but... How old is Ellen Page? She's, uh... Is she aging rough? I don't know. She's not the Ellen Page I remember from probably ten years ago. Well, anyway, she destroyed the moon. That's how the first season ends. They find that out at, like, the last minute. The moon's exploded, and I believe... It's a little fuzzy, but they kind of re-explain uh, it. The five uh, character who can teleport through time, the kid, and he's great, by the way. He, t he teleports them all, saves them, but they kind of scatter through the 60s. And I'm a huge Kennedy fan, so this season, for me, was kind of great. Because it didn't really have, like, Kennedy... They, they didn't, like, have him. They didn't have him talk. But it's just around, like, his assassination and... Um, just a great setting great traumatic historic event to kind of fiddle with so it had like in the last season it showed that five had to do all these like assassination chores for okay what do they call that organization the unit no okay i forget what it's called but it's like the society of people who keep track of the space-time continuum, and it's a very strange kind of, uh, I don't know, it's almost magical, I would say. A little confusing, but pretty neat. And I was wondering if they were all from an alternate dimension the whole time, or an alternate timeline. But, you know, that's the kind of thinking that can get you a headache. Because their technology even though it's super advanced, it, like, has this retro look to it. Like, they have this, like, time control room, but it's, like, the monitors look kind of 60s-ish. It's, like, there's this 60s aesthetic, and I think it's probably just because it looks cool. But I'm like, what if... Oh, no, I guess, because if Kennedy dies, then the apocalypse happens. So that was cool. And then they... Yeah, so... I don't know why I had a problem with the whole Vanya... I mean, her relationship stuff was fine. And that was a little bit compelling. She was like... Became... In a relationship with this guy's wife, because she was like, staying there. I forget if that... 
felt earned or not. I just went, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Or there, uh, she had a kid with a guy who's like, I don't know, mentally retarded, I guess. I don't know what the term, I don't know if they said specifically what he had. I mean, it was like the 60s, so maybe they didn't know. Maybe he was, I don't want to say everything's just autism, but. He's, like, on another mental level, let's say that. And then he... All right, okay, so yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff with Vanya's. Maybe I'm just not a fan of her powers because they're not clear enough. Like, okay, she destroyed the moon in the last season. This season she can just do energy balls from her body. Like, surprises are always good. But it's kind of like... I don't know. It's like the writer's leaving an ace up their sleeve. <clears throat> Maybe I just didn't like the effect, too. I don't know. And I mean, I didn't hate it with a passion. I was just like, oh, really? She's gonna just float and, like... I don't know. That effect didn't look right to me. Her... Glowing. Right, and then, okay, Diego's girlfriend did the same thing. <laughs> but it was great, because Klaus said, oh, how unoriginal. And I was like, yes. They, at least they identify that, because I was like, oh no, if she has the same powers as Vanya, I was going to be super upset. But no, she had sort of the, um, Siler, or who's the good guy from Heroes? Petrelli? I forget his name. He's not a great character. But she had, like, his powers where she could, um, I don't think she had to touch them, but, like, they used their powers, she could, like, use them, and maybe with a little extra power. That was fun. That was pretty cool. So they had to fight an actual person with powers. And the, uh, the Klaus stuff was pretty cool. It got a little into how Ben, how he became with Klaus, I was kind of wanting, you know, the audience always wants more than they really want. I wanted to see how Klaus dies. I mean, his powers are really odd anyway. And he probably just got shot. I, I think they mentioned that, something like that in the previous season. <clears throat> but then on his funeral, you're like, oh yeah, these are children. No wonder he died. <laughs> probably went to fight some real thugs They're, and they mentioned this it's like you know, we're just trained by this guy like maybe we're not heroes we're just trained by this jerk who sent us out to go die <sighs> where's I going with that yeah it's Klaus that whole relationship was cool Klaus's cult stuff was great I still need to finish Wild Wild Country that Netflix documentary about the cult that happened here in Oregon somewhere. Um, so yeah, that was good. Uh, I thought the Vanya stuff was a little weak. Um, there's some good, like, team-up stuff. Uh, I forget the big gorilla guy's name, but he goes off with five, and that's kind of a fun little dynamic. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty good. 
I like the guy. Like, from the Netflix picture, there's this guy, this fish bowl with, like, a robot human body. I kind of wish he was more, did more stuff, but he kind of just gets killed by the handler who, you know, <laughs> eventually gets taken down with most of the organization that I guess gets rebuilt. But then... Oh yeah, so here's so the end-end. The kid with um, the mental problems. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. He gets a little touch of Vanya's powers. But then... Then they go. She takes him back, but I guess there's a little bit left, and he's like levitating this little bird while he goes with his mom to live in California. So time travel happens. At the end, oh yeah, he's playing with a little sparrow. So I think he's involved with. At the end of the season, they go to home, and they're like. Yeah, because they time travel back to their own time with a briefcase. Why didn't they all take a briefcase? Well, you know. Story has to happen somehow. So they travel in time. And then, they're like, oh, we're home. It's like, Dad, you're alive. What? He's like, why wouldn't I be? And he's like, you're not home. I don't know you. Or Maybe they're still wanted for Jeff Kidd's assassination. Anyway... He's like, this isn't the Umbrella Academy. It's like the Sparrow Academy. So I think that must be involved. So that, yeah, I think it's set up perfectly well. I love to see these characters at least one more time. And if they can do as much cool, like, not that the action wasn't good too, but the kind of hang out. And some of them, like, there's still stuff to discover about their powers, like Diego could kind of matrix bullets. I don't know, and I wonder if uh, oh, the rumor girl can do more stuff. I don't know. A lot, a lot of directions you can go with uh, something like this. So I am looking forward to that. <laughs> Ugh, I think my voice is breaking down. Okay, so that's it for living in video. Okay, time for last segment. Playtime. I just got done playing uh, probably an hour and a half of State of Decay 2. Now, the reason I'm talking about it, even though I've just played a little bit, is it's very much like a game that I haven't actually got back and beat yet. Days Gone. It is so similar to Days Gone. It probably came out before, or... Yeah, I think it did. But Days Gone is exclusive to PlayStation. It looks better, it plays better, everything feels more cinematic in Days Gone. But State of Decay 2 is co-opable. So I'm playing with, uh, some peeps. I'm playing with my siblings. And going around and killing, uh, some zombies. But it really, like, I've been thinking about this kind of lately, and it's like, what's the real game? Because, yeah, you're killing zombies and surviving the pops, but it's like, really, you're searching through a lot of boxes. 
and occasionally zombies come and attack you. But it's almost more about item management than, like... I mean, the combat's fine. Killing zombies. The upgrades are good, but... It's just kind of like seeing the, um... Layers beneath it. I think it's kind of interesting, which... I guess you shouldn't in a game. It's probably just my own, like, mind rejecting, trying to learn all these different, like, systems and... Because, like, how you deal with items is slightly different than in all these other games, like Days Gone, which I kind of put on the shelf. Oh, by the way, gotta cancel my PlayStation uh, Now membership. So, yeah, say they could decay. Playing it because of the Game Pass. And that's kind of what's cool about the Game Pass. It's, I don't know if you ever rented games as a kid... Maybe you didn't have enough money, spend like five bucks, rent a game for a couple days. It's kind of like that. And financially, it's probably about the same, too. Um, yeah, item management. That's what so many games are actually about. Sort of. Or not. maybe they're not all about it, but it's just like, this is 20% of the game. It's at least a quarter of the game. This is probably half the game. Like, um... Okay, The Outer Worlds. Yeah, love that game so far. Even though it's basically Fallout. But, that game's at least half item management. And I'm sure I probably mentioned last time, the whole thing with the helmet. Like, oh, I need to pick a lock, I'm going to switch helmets. Like, I should have found a way to beat the gamers at their own game. Because you know I'm going to be switching my helmet. And it's going to kill my own game. There. <laughs> What did that guy say? Um, if you let them, gamers will program the fun out of any game. Like, game, and it's so true. That's why, like, my new thing is, like, forget about it. And they fixed it. But, like, in Fallout, if I had a person help her die, like, you know, people follow you around. And if they died because they were being dumb, you know, it'll be like, well, they're dead. I'm not going to load. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I'm sure I'll play a bit more of that, at least as long as it's on the Game Pass. It was giving me achievements like crazy, like a little obnoxiously. It does really make me want to play, uh, go back and play Days Gone. But I am so drawn more to multiplayer if that's available. Like, if, if no one's online, then then I'm way more inclined to play some single player, but of course then I'd have to plug in my PlayStation. I, I've only got so many HDMI ports. Okay, another game I play. You know what? I'm forgetting the name of it. It's, it's something... Is it Dry Hollow? I'm gonna feel like a dummy if I can't remember that. Let's say it's Dry Hollow. And I'm gonna put a question mark there. Then maybe I can have a redaction... Is that what they call it, a redaction? Maybe. If it's bad, if I if I didn't remember the name, because my note keeping is that atrocious, I will uh, I will I'll make a correction. It's an interesting game. It's um reminds me of Fortnite. Like you can break trees down. It certainly has that cartoony look. But it's like 
you have a little base and you have to do like base management and people come by to beat up you have these little like plant friends it's been a long time uh, playing that last night for hours and hours what's cool is you can set up these little like waypoints but you don't fast travel you like say like i don't know a couple hundred feet you could put this one little statue or it's like a stick with a crystal on it and then you put another one and then they connect with a beam of light and you jump up there and ride the beam of light so that's pretty cool once again it's on game pass so if you have an xbox and you have a or maybe a computer too shit is it called deathly hollow no that's something else anyway um if you have game pass I'd give it a checking it out if you're into that. It gets a little tedious. And I'm going right back to what I was just saying. Like, what's the real game? This one, it's not... It's not... Item management as much. But it's like, find the loot. That's the real game. You fight monsters occasionally, you improve your items occasionally. But you're like, finding this loot. And just searching the whole island beating up the little things that make the enemy spawn, building your crazy network of light beams, and finding the loot. And I guess... And I think that's a, like a middle-of-the-road game thing where you can kind of see, like... Um, okay, and I've talked about this before, too. I don't know if there's a name for it, but, like, okay, Geometry Wars... Or, you know, some, uh, Asteroids, if you haven't played G-Wars. Asteroids. You know what the game really is. Shoot the asteroids. Or you get hit. Shoot those things. Or die. But games like Dry Hollow or State of Decay, there's this pretense of what the game is. And the advertisement is like, oh, this. And it's this big store. And it's like, well, but I'm really, like, searching through a crate. That's what the game really is. And I think you might get away with that uh, or get away from that. If the game's more cinematic, where it's like a lot of the game is actually talking and driving the story. Not that any of these things are good or bad, it's just something that I'm... Maybe I'm playing too many video games in quarantine, but... It's uh, something I'm paying too much attention to, probably. But maybe if, like, I was having way more fun, I wouldn't notice or care. I mean, I... Not that I really do. Okay, my voice is definitely going. So. That's it. For playtime. For now. I have, uh... Looking for stuff to put on my computer. So maybe... I can log some time in on the computer and have some other stuff. Watch some more movies. I should look for at least some royalty-free uh, sounds to play as transitions between my segments here. I think you guys would appreciate that. Uh -huh. Alright. Until next time, stay classy.